to episode 72 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I am Mitch, and with me is Joe. Hey, Mitch. How you doing? I'm great. Continuing our A to Z of 2017, we are up to the letter M, and M stands for... Mask! Yeah. Yes. That Eric Stoltz movie. It's awesome! Yeah, but that's what I was looking at. Yeah. Is Cher in that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was researching. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Not the Jim Carrey one. You didn't do the Jim Carrey one. No, no, not the mask. No, that would be stupid. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Of course, we are the Massive Attack, so therefore we are talking about Mask, the Mobile Something Strike Command with a K. Mobile Armored Strike Command. With a K. With a K. With a K. That's right. The cartoon from 1985. Yes. We we had a couple of things planned, but we had such a big weekend and everything got out of control. So we went back to something that I kind of know a lot about without having to do too much research. And I thought I did... But no, it, it is a cartoon from the 80s. It was made by... Dick. <laughs> All right, fine. I don't know my stuff. Don't have to go and... No, it was made pretty much because G.I. Joe and Transformers was popular. It was sold a lot of toys. So they kind of did a hybrid of the two. Yeah, so it was a joint production from Dick Enterprises <laughs> and Kenner, the toy company. Yep. And yeah, it was a 22 and a half minute ad for toys, really. And it worked. Yeah. For me, anyway. Well, I, I had them when I was a kid, I too. didn't. My cousins So it didn't did. work for it you? Did. Well, I wanted it. It was a commercial that made me want it, but yes. Yes, so back in 1985, it came out. It ran for two seasons, 75 episodes in total, That's even though cool. the first season was 65 episodes and then the second season was only 10 episodes. But the second season wasn't as good because they changed the drizzling The drizzling shits <laughs> would be the way to describe oh, yeah, the second definitely. season. Oh, we'll get to that later. We will. All right, so you tell me, who are who are Mask? What, what, are, what are Mask? Mask is the, as you said before, the Mobile Armoured Strike Command. and. Okay. With a K. And they are a bunch of freedom fighter type people run by philanthropist, not mm-hmm. stamp collector. It's someone who uh, does good things with his money. Yep. Called Matt Tracker. And the premise is it's him and a bunch of other special operatives that wear special helmets that give them powers. So the show really helmets should have been called. Masks? Well, they are full face masks that go over their head like a helmet. Okay. So the show should have been called Helmet, but they probably couldn't have come up with a decent acronym for helmet and imagine the jokes of having a tv show called helmet (laughs) but anyway and robot chicken stole that joke before me so yeah yeah but yeah they had their masks that gave them powers and they drove around in cars or bikes or vehicles vehicles yes that kind of transformed into something else other vehicles i mean it was it wasn't like a transformer it's like i'm a car and now i'm a boat it's like i can go in the kind of no but i don't look like a boat no you know it's literally the main guy tracker you're talking about he had a camaro and it was gullwing doors and they went up and his boot opened up a bit and he could fly he became a plane yeah still looked like a car didn't look like a f-16 jet or anything like that uh there was condor which was a motorbike which could transform into a helicopter so it literally got blades it didn't transform into a helicopter and just changed changed shape bits and pieces came out and there were weapons in there that they could hide there was a jeep that would open up and there would be a uh, like a little like a little jet um, skid do do or something come out of it there was rhino like i I remember like you tap what was thundercracker or something was the name of the main guy's car i don't know yeah like a cracker but um the only ones i remember are rhino which is uh, like a mac truck and condor which is the motorbike that became a helicopter so i'm realizing i don't really know this show that 
that well. You know, I, we watched an episode just before, and they said Gator. It's like, oh, I vaguely remember that name mm. for one of the vehicles. I don't remember any of the characters' names, just their cars what, or vehicles. The characters themselves had the most generic names possible. I think racist is, is, is a better term. Probably. Yeah. Stereotypically racist. Yeah. Because Matt Tracker is blonde, blue-eyed, just looks like someone that should be called Matt Tracker. There was an African-American who, I can't remember what his name was. There's the Asian dude who's like Hiro Seato or something like that. <laughs> an Indian chief called Chief Nevada Rushmore or something. Yep. They, they had just, yeah, very generic names. And the bad guys were in, um, I almost said a faction because that's the, the wrestling fan of me coming out. Uh, what would you call it? A, a group called Venom, which was the vicious evil network of mayhem. So and they could have done something with Helmet if that's what they were going to do with off. Venom. And they were ran by a dude called, was it Max Mayhem? Miles. Mayhem. Miles Mayhem, yeah. And there was other bad guys like Slyrax, which I think is a pretty cool name. But all being said, they had pretty stupid names, but they had <laughs> quite a good look. Yes. And they all had sort of a fairly bulky looking mask that was pretty cool as well. But what I remember most about the cartoon from when I was a kid is not only is it a massive ad for the toys, it was a, a pretty good cartoon. But looking back at it now, it's hard to believe that this was 1985 and He-Man came out in 1983, but the animation in He-Man is just shits all over this. Yeah. This is very rudimentary animation and it kind of had that Asian look to it, but then it was co-production from from Dick, who is French, I think, but they outsource all their animators from Korea and Japan and stuff. So it kind of had that look. But going back to it now, what I didn't realise was how annoying the robot T-Bob and Matt Tracker's son, Scott Tracker, they, he sounded like he was drunk in the episode that I we watched. I think he was having a seizure. <laughs> he possibly like he, was. He really did sound not quite right. He sounded like those... Like G.I. Joe infomercials that you see on YouTube mm. with the pork chop sandwiches. It was almost like that. It was like he was talking in not real words. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about that. So, all right. So, there is the good faction that is Mask. There's yep. the bad faction that is Venom. Now, Venom just, they obviously have a lot of money. They've got these vehicles that are doing well, but they just want more. They're greedy. They're so trying they're to doing, take over the world. They're doing heists. And, yeah, doing dodgy deals. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. So, it's up to Mask to save the day and go against their vehicles with our vehicles but Matt's got an adopted son I don't know why they established that he's adopted he's just got this young special boy maybe he's gay not that there's anything wrong with that and well it was 1984 he just couldn't come out nowadays it wouldn't matter 85 but but back then yeah so he really fucking annoying is what he is (laughs) now because you didn't need these characters but obviously all the shows did now we've got to get friend of the show Joel on to talk to G.I. Joe again maybe one day but I don't think there was a kid in that but even in Transformers there was Sam Witwicky yeah so there was well, I think Spike in that. There were the human element because you need a connection as a kid to watch this cartoon. Exactly. Like, no, no, I don't. You've got really kick-ass cars and people wearing helmets. It's like, that's cool. Don't give me a kid. I don't care about the kid. And what happens is the kid does the whole speed racer thing where he, you know, stows away in the back of the car whenever they go on missions. And he's got a little R2-D2 robot that he's built himself that turns into a scooter that's all cowardly, like Cringer from He-Man or any of those sort of things. And they get up to hijinks and generally save the day in the end through fucker-uppery. And it's just like, fuck off, will you? Just go to the cars and the thing. It's not the worst thing about this show, but it is fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Scott did have, in the in the toys at least, because we'll get into that in a little bit, how, how cool the toys were, but Scott had the little bit when Rhino transformed. He was obviously a big prime mover. Big ass truck. Big ass truck, yeah. But it turned into a mobile command center and the little last two Man wheels. Probably. Yeah. 
The, but the last two wheels of the Pro Mover came off, and the little domey bit that you normally like plug your trailer into in a real truck yeah. turns into like a little seat that Scott would sit in, and he would go and drive off in this little four wheel. That was T Bob, or no, that no, was Scott. The same thing. It was, oh, his, that own was thing. his own. Yeah, thing. Oh, that's cool. So maybe we should jump into yeah, the toys while toys. we talk about it. Now, toys were cool. I never owned any. I do remember I pushed for Condor. That was a little motorbike. That was the cheapest one, and at the time it was like eight dollars. I don't really? know why I remember that, but I. I remember it being $8 and I wanted it. I never got it. My cousins had one or two of the cars, I think, but I never had any of them. There's a bit of an ongoing theme as we talk toys and stuff here on the show, is your cousins seem to have a lot of toys that you really wanted. I watched the cartoons, I think. I was older and I didn't get so I was a few years ahead they got them I really was, wasn't was into toys anymore but I was thinking that before it's like they had all the good shit yeah. they had Voltron I never had Voltron they had an X-Wing and I had a, a Land Speeder <laughs> it's like yeah it's just, uh, they seem to have the cool ones there were two of them that doesn't mean much <laughs> means it divvied up between the two not Maybe. one gets more I mean I got some good shit but yeah I, I just coveted their toys a lot more mm. Well, as as we said before, this came out in 1985. And in 1985, I would have been in year eight. So I was in high school. I'd moved from New South Wales over to South Australia. And for the South Australian Adelaide listeners, I can remember going to Tea Tree Plaza on the Oban, which is the bus that goes on the concrete tracks. And I spent some of my- a sandwich. Probably did. Drinking your farmer's union co- iced coffee. Spending my pocket money and buying Condor. I don't remember it only being $8 though. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I had Condor, I had Rhino, and I had Piranha. And then they released a- sort of side series of the figures that came as like blister packs with two figures and their masks without a vehicle so I had a bunch of those as well so I had extras and yeah as I said I I was in year 8 so I would have been 14 so I I was thinking this I didn't have girlfriends when I was in high school, so I don't know if I was playing with toys because I didn't have a girlfriend or whether I didn't have a girlfriend because I was playing with toys. But either way, I was still collecting these and playing with them when I was that age. Well, I would have been, must have been grade... So, yeah, you're only, what, two years younger than me. So you would have been grade six. Yeah. So you could probably justify still playing with Master Toys. I was still a Transformer boy, I think, back then. It It was a secret. Like, I couldn't talk about it, I think. Like, definitely in year seven, I couldn't talk about my Transformer life still going into toy world and having a look at the Transformers and everything. Yeah. See, I I really loved the toys because as a kid, I was a massive Star Wars fan and I just thought that Kenner was the best toy company in the world. And because Mask was made by Kenner, they have the same sort of molding, I guess, as the Star Wars figure. The figures were smaller. I think they're only about two and a half inches long. I, I don't know. I never had them. (laughs) Fine, nice laugh at me, ass. And and they still had the similarities to the Star Wars figures where they were only bend at the shoulder and, well, they didn't even bend at the shoulder. They're just um, hips and arms and a head movement. But to me, they were still awesome looking figures. And the masks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they were just cool. And I didn't care if I was a 14 year old playing with toys. They were just cool figures. I had the cooler Transformers over my cousin, and I had the better one. That's what, yeah. I, I still had Transformers too, but I can't remember if I was still buying Transformers at this stage or whether I had moved on from Transformers onto Mask. But as we said, they, they didn't transform. They just sort of changed a little cooler. bit. And when I was a kid, I thought they were the tits. But looking back at it now, you'd look at the photos and you think, well, that's not really that good. It's just a no, truck that lifts up slightly and has guns in the chassis sort of underneath where the body was. This is better than just a normal truck. Is it? Yes. I don't You've know. You've got a car that can fly. I used to do that with my normal Matchbox cars. It's like doors open. It Flies Obviously, now. yeah. Anything with gull wings had to be able to fly. <laughs> Don't even just gull wings. If the doors open on my Matchbox cars, there you go. That's what yeah. we're going to do for him. Matchbox. We were. 
but we, anyway. we didn't have enough time to research it because we were out having a life, not like what I did when I was 14. But that being said, getting back to the TV show, we probably should have mentioned the fact that even though the animation was a bit shit, the writing of the show was probably a little bit shit, but it was written by some people that worked quite exclusively with Dick. <laughs> And, <laughs> and they wrote for pretty much a lot of the Dick cartoons. So there was the main writer also wrote on Inspector Gadget, Heathcliff. Actually, he went on to write an episode of He-Man for the later adventures of He-Man. Uh-huh. But anyone that has ever seen an episode of Mask, what do you think they would think is the best thing about it? That's the thing. It has to be the yeah, theme song. It is that iconic 80s theme song. It's got to be top three I, I think so mm. I think probably it's up there with Defenders of the Earth and Ulysses 30 with 31 yeah yeah it's, it's top three I think and if we were the bad movie fiends it'd get a star growth for the song because <laughs> it, it explains the, the show perfectly in, in the song yes but yeah it was written by an Israeli dude Noam Kanyal I think it would be pronounced who was also working with Haim Sabin who went on to Haim. write pretty much any cartoon theme from the 80s he's well Levy the but yeah. yeah, well, there was the three of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, Sabin, you know, from Sabin's Power Rangers, the multi-billionaire who's, yes, made a lot of money. I, I read up about them yeah. on something recently, and they did theme songs for these shows, like Ulysses 31 and a few, a lot of others, and they got the rights to the Japanese TV shows, the Sentai, Senpai shows, or whatever it's called, for Power Rangers, and did that, and they sold off the rights to Power Rangers after about 15 years for about $2.5 billion. Exactly, yeah. just ridiculous money. But he was pretty much, Sabin, writing music for a lot of different mm. cartoons, and then I think he teamed up with Lou Schreimer and was pretty much exclusive to Filmation after that. But getting back to Mask's theme song, the theme song is awesome, and they kind of throw it in as just music incidental music in the show but then they also have that shitty music every time the robot T-Bob comes on yeah it's like like I was saying you got this storyline so you got these bad guys doing bad shit good guys going we gotta stop these motherfuckers and then you got shitty little kid with with cowardly robot interjecting into the fucking show but you know what's gonna happen because the establishing shot then you get this tinkering little music and it's like oh fuck it's gonna be one of their scenes it's very similar to He-Man in the fact that anytime Orko came on screen he had his own little Orko music and if anyone listened to our Christmas episode a few years ago, I don't want to get Mitch started on Orco again. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I have such fond memories of this. And it's starting to be a bit of a theme here with this looking back on this still- A to Z. Going back and listening uh, and watching things again, they're not quite as good as I no, remember. No, of course they're not. But like I was saying, there's one memory I have of a show. I used to love this card and I would tell you, yes, Mask was fantastic. There's one episode I remember where they put jelly in a river or something and made it so they could walk on it. And they yep. went on... You know, that's it. So I have no fond memories of the show, but I would say it's great. No, I love the theme song is what I do. Yeah, exactly. And going back and watching it, it's like we've watched a lot of these old cartoons have gone back and they're not great. This is probably one of the better ones. Do you think? I would go the other way and say it's one of the no, uh, poorest ones. It was fine. Season two, on the other hand. All right, let's talk about that. All right. So season two came around. They'd already done 65 episodes of the first season. And then for season two, they had a massive plot change and it was more about races rather than... Yeah. doing adventures it wasn't villain there were two factions yeah but they were roller derby um, like demolition derby demolition derby sort yeah. of thing trucks and that's it it was shit like the writing was worse there was no kid I'll give it that there was no kid and robot but no. the main guy was I think he was having a stroke like it wasn't tracker anymore it was some other dude and I mean Hawks, really we only watched the first episode and it was yep. just like what's going on yeah the, the design was still pretty good like the masks still looked awesome or helmets <laughs> 
But yeah, it, it just for me that last ten episodes, and that's probably why there is only ten episodes because you know a lot of kids probably didn't like it. Although the toy line did continue for another season after yep. the second season of the cartoon, so they had five series of the toys. The first three were pretty much based on the original run of sixty-five cartoons. Then series four of the the toys was based on that last run of episodes yep. and then they had another run of toys that were just purely toys they were never from the cartoons and I don't really know how well they sold but you know maybe that's why there was only those 10 episodes. But this is the thing I mean now I wasn't reading comics back then it was a couple of years away but I was every now and then I'd get a comic or I'd read comics later that but I'd buy old comics and you get ads for masks and those sort of things and yeah. you see them and it's like oh, these are great and the thing about comics for me I love comics for what they are but not only was it the stories good like because I got into Transformers comics as I've said in the past that's what got me into comics was that the news agent was a Transformers comic so I was like oh more adventures of Transformers I can read this I don't have to wait a week between episodes or whenever the early bird show wants to show it but inside the comic were these ads for computer games I've never seen for clothes I can't buy Spider-Man underpants I have that aren't in the shops and for you know mask toys and sea monkeys yes 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 all these things that don't exist if I went to the shops here they didn't exist yep. and it was sort of like this magical world inside this comic of all these things yeah. that just I never saw and it was sort of like wow you know they do exist in another place they just so that season 5 of the toys would never hmm. come here that I no, remember I don't, I don't remember seeing them here and yeah so that's why one of the reasons comics are so magical for me is because of this other world yeah. Outside of the story that was there, that was like, and you know, now it's yeah. comics. I can buy that online. I can yeah, get exactly. it cheaper through this guy. It's not exciting anymore. Well, back in the day, speaking of comics, apparently there was packing comics in a couple of the toys. That's very He-Man of them. Yeah. And I read this on the Wikipedia, but I don't remember them. I, I had, as I said, I had Rhino. And apparently Rhino was one of the ones that you got a packing comic with. But I don't I don't remember that. Oh, you threw it away. Bin kept. I, I probably did. The plastic. I, I'm sure if I still had my other stuff, like all my toys from when I was a kid, I kept my He-Man comics. And I would have had... The original ones that weren't even comics from He-Man, the ones that were just like one picture with words at the bottom rather than speech bubble type comics. Mm. They were were my favourites when I was a kid. But yeah, I honestly don't remember the Mask comics. But they did reboot the Mask comic in 2016. Okay. It was part of a greater universe. Yeah, so they brought out the Revolution series by IDW. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be a tie-in with G.I. Joe, Action Man and Transformers and something called ROM, which I didn't know what that ROM was. ROM Space Knight? Maybe, I don't know. It's a really crappy toy. Oh, is it? But it got a Marvel comic, and it was popular as fuck. Okay. For a short while. And now the rights of ROM are just sort of confusing and weird. It's just got this weird nostalgia love that people have for ROM Space Knight. But Micronauts is in there as well, and Visionaries, I think. Okay. Well, obviously somewhere along the line, Kenner no longer exists. Mm-hmm. And I think Hasbro has picked up the rights to Kenner because Hasbro now also do Star Wars figures. Yep. And they own the rights to the masks and Transformers and G.I. Joe. And they actually did re-release a Matt Tracker from Mask figure as a G.I. Joe figure. Okay. I think along the lines there too. But yeah, this comic that came out in 2016, it started with a one-off mask part of this Revolutionaries. And then it, it turned into a series of its own. And I think it is still ongoing. 
think so, yeah. I've read the, the Revolutionaries one just today, actually, and I'm not sure if I liked it. The artwork was really cool. The writer of it was a dude called Brandon Easton, who hasn't really done a lot in comics, but he was actually one of the main writers from the Thundercats TV series reboot in oh, okay, 2012 or whenever that came out. Yep. And the artist was a dude called Anthony Vargas, who had done another comic called Rotten Ruin that I hadn't heard of. Never either. Heard. But the artwork's okay. It's crisp. looks nice. looks yep. like pretty much every other modern comic. Mm. But the storyline I didn't really get into, because it was Venom and, and the Mask guys all kind of working together. Well, yeah, getting this. I read the wiki just to see the story, and it was like they created Mask, and Miles Mayhem basically double-teamed them and became the villain and took mm. all the technology with them. That's where I don't kind of care. Like, I had a quick look through today, and I was like, yeah, nah. 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 For me, I think the, the story was enough to watch the TV shows, have the toys, go and make your own little episodes with the toys, and just play out how you wanted it to play out yep. when you were a kid. You didn't play any of the computer games? No, I, no. I didn't have a Commodore 64 when I was okay. a kid, so I think it was only on Commodore 64. It might have been on... Yeah, I was going to say, had the Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, abstract. I, I can't imagine how good it would have looked. Not. I don't even know what sort of game was it. 2D Scrolls. That's what okay. I like, yeah. So it probably wasn't that. No, no. You could imagine if they turned it into a, a third-person action adventure now or one of those team-based squadron-type games, it might be good. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think people have fond memories of Mask, but I don't think it's enough for it to have the massive reboots like Transformers I, and G.I. Joe and all that sort of stuff. Well, not not its own reboot, no. Not not in itself. It's like, we're going to bring back a Mask card and people aren't going to get excited. No. G.I. Joe, you're tied in. And there is word of that. Yeah. That they are the Hasbro Cinematic Universe, which is a weird thing to be saying right now, but... The Transformers were getting a fifth movie coming soon. There is two G.I. Joe films. Going forward, they have put a think tank of writers together. And we're talking people like Brian K. Vaughan, Michael Chabon, really good quality people. And they want to create a shared universe with the Transformers G.I. Joe, which they essentially did anyway. I mean, that got... They should have been the, the yeah, army exactly. guys in Josh the first. Josh character should have been the a first joke. Transformers should have been joke. Yeah. So, that, easy enough to do. That's, why not? You know, go nuts. You know, go crazy with the vehicles. And then you can bring a mask in. Why not? Or my other thing I said to you before was, why not Fast and Furious just evolve into it? <laughs> it's like, they're almost there now. <laughs> it is almost there. Like, the shit they did in the last movie, it's like, fuck, you might as well. <laughs> it's mm. like, where, where are you going to go from here anyway? Space? I mean, they really are running out of places to r- race cars and that. Well, why not? They, they kind of almost went into space with that big fight on the plane at the end of the latest Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it could do with a reboot, but you'd have to do something. Maybe, you know, go back to the Knight Rider episode and make it a live action because they could do it now, reasonably priced, you and could. you could make money by making real cars financed by GM or someone like that to do it. Yeah, but no one, the nostalgia for Mask, I don't think, is going to be there to reboot the car into Netflix and say, we well, bring it back. You know, it doesn't have that Voltron no. feel. Yeah. Again, it, it's one of those things. It's, I'm glad we watched it, and it was something that we could do in a pinch where we were a yep. bit slack and we didn't have a proper topic. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, I still have fond memories. And no, 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 I, I, I kind of wish that I still have my toys. Because, cheap. yeah, they, looking on eBay, they are not cheap. And, yeah, mine were in pretty good nick when I was a kid, so. And that helicopter was pretty fucking awesome. The the Venom helicopter that turned into a plane. Yeah. Yeah, see, I never had that. I, I only had, the only bad guy one I had was Piranha, which was the motorbike and sidecar where the sidecar shot off and became like a mini submarine. But yes. Pretty cool when you talk about it that way. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. I mean, could you imagine, like, I don't know if you've, because there's a thing called Matty Collectible. 
Yeah. I mean, they're gone now, but what they are were a Mattel brand, and they did. They bought out He-Man lines, so you would subscribe for a year, and it was a ridiculous price, and they recreated He-Man figures, and they were gorgeous. Oh, they were. Like, they yep. looked amazing. And it lasted a couple of years. They pissed off a lot of people for certain reasons, because you didn't know. You would subscribe for a year, you get 12 figures or 6 figures, I don't know if it was every month or every two months. You didn't know what you were going to get. No, and so some you go of them- subscribe that first year, and you're getting a fucking lizard man. You're getting this Keldar like, and all that. Yeah, stuff and it's like, like, give me. I mean, I think you got He Man and Skeletor early and stuff like that. But people want him Ram Man. It took them three years or four years before they bought out Ram Man. It's just like they're bringing out shitty, you know, characters, Triclaw or something like that beforehand. Or something. So yeah, the fact is, you're buying an expensive thing in early, and you're not getting the good ones. Yeah, for a exactly. few years and stuff like that. But they were great, and in the end, you look at that collection. It's pretty damn impressive, but it's expensive. So they've done that. They did. They're doing turtle. There's a few others that did it. DC did something similar with super, like Batman, Superman, and all that sort of yep. stuff. I would love like that quality, like a redo. Where all right, you're paying premium price for premium collectibles, but to get a decent sized figure with a decent sized car that yeah, they'd that, they'd have to scale it up a little bit because the and, size they were. You I mean, couldn't you'd get be paying time. premium for it, but. Oh, well, they'd be nice if they were in that quality. You know, make them up to modern quality. It, it, it would be good, but yeah, mm. no one's going to pay that. No, no yeah. one's silly enough to do that. But anyway, that's a nice little short episode talking about mask. So if you have any feedback for us, if you want to tell us what your favourite mask toys were, or if you even still have your mask toys, jump on our Facebook. We are facebook.com slash the mess of attack podcast. We are com on our website. Or you can find us on Twitter as the MA Podcast as well. Tell us what you think. Thank you for that, Mitch. And until next time. See you later.